If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. In today's episode, we talk expectations. Ryan. Todd. Let's talk about expectations. Let's talk about them. All right. So the reason I bring this up is because I have noticed that we live in an interesting day and age of people's expectations not seemingly being met. Um and then also our own personal expectations for um, things that would help our careers, um, kind of different pathways and stuff like that. So I want to ask you, you are roughly 46 years old, right? Uh, well, technically 82. <laughs> 82. Oh, okay. So but you're... in dog years, I'm only 47. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so human years, you are much older. Um, I got one foot in the grave. And I'm going to be honest, it feels great. Technically, from the moment we're born, we all have one foot in the grave. Like, we're all dying the moment we are born. That's true. So. Um, Some of us just sooner than others. <laughs> That's right. So this has already taken a really this weird turn. This taken a weird turn. Expectations. Indeed. We've already ruined Evan's expectations of this podcast. <laughs> That's okay. Kyle knew where it was going. <laughs> he always knew. But Evan was knew. a little surprised by this. Yeah. Now, I, I'm bringing this up because by the time we're recording this, uh, Game of Thrones was was last Sunday. So just a couple days ago, the finale. And yep. so everyone's losing their minds because um, over a million people have signed a petition to have Game of Thrones remade. And um, just seeing everyone complain and talk about it. and Yeah. I've come to think it's because we live in a day and age where everything is instantaneously given to us so if we want to know something we search it um even like fast food we can go and order something and get it for hungry we can yeah we can get it met um so are you saying that if game of thrones had dropped like netflix does and people could binge it they would have been more okay with it i think so i think no matter what at the end they are still going to be upset because it didn't meet their expectations. I think yeah. that's always people are always saying whether it's um, you know a lot of people are saying well no, I I think it's just poorly written. Well, that's still your expectations. Your expectations were that it was going to be really really good, really yeah. well written yeah. and stuff, and um, it'd be a different winner. Um, yeah, I mean I've said for years, as you've heard me say many a times. I think movies are all about expectations. Yeah. And if you go in with low expectations and then the movie ends up being better than what you thought it would be, you like it. Yeah. And somebody else who goes in with high expectations and then it's not as good as they wanted it to, they don't like it. Yeah. Even if both people might rate it at a seven. Yeah. Like we were talking about actually with Endgame. Yeah. Like I went in expecting a 10 and I walked out with like a seven or an eight. Yeah. And so to me, I'm like, meh, it's not as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. But then other people who are like, oh, I think this is going to be like a five. Then a seven or eight, they're like blown away because it was so much better than they thought. What is something that has met your expectations? Um, something that has met my expectations. Like oh, exceeded them or just met them? Just met them. Like you had really high hopes or something and then you got it and you're like, yep, that's exactly. I mean, just in general or movies, TV in general, shows? life, anything. Uh, I mean, for TV shows and movies and stuff, I mean, I think um, 
Infinity Wars. Yeah, is something that like met my expectations. Yeah, as far as like content kind of goes. Yeah. Um, as far as life goes, I don't. This is gonna sound bad, but I don't know if anything has actually met my expectations. Oh, really? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, just because I, I, um, I really most areas of my life have not really known what to expect, yeah. but I'm somebody who likes to think about the future and make plans and be ambitious, um, and not in a not in a Daenerys sort of way ambition, <laughs> yeah. but just like a you know just more of like a, I'm gonna try to do stuff with my life. Yeah. Um, but none of it has really ever panned out the way that I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, like even stuff that I am very happy with, with what it is, it still didn't like become what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, like marriage is different than I thought it was going to be. Running a business is different than I thought it would be. Even having a studio like this is different than I thought it would be. Having a career in the, you know, film marketing industry is different than I thought it would be. Um, I what mean, were you hoping for uh, with your life in general at at this age? Uh, I I mean I think at this point I was hoping to be Damien Chazelle. Yeah, you know maybe not an Oscar winner, but I mean you know like I was hoping to be making movies. Yeah, you know the director of La La Land and Whiplash. Yes, and First Man, which I still have not seen. Yep, yep. So I mean I think that's I really wanted to be directing movies, or at least working on them, mm-hmm. you know, in a bigger way than, than we have, you know. Um, and we, I mean, we did get to make a movie. Um, and even that, like the, my expectations for that was that we would put in a lot of hard work and sacrifice and, you know, put in money and resources. I mean, you like, you know, you lost your car as, as shown in the movie running at full speed.com. Uh, and, uh, and I mean, I, I enjoy watching it. I think it's a good story. I think, I mean, I believe in the story, but it's something that, like, I realized, like, even that really wasn't what I thought it would be. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of hard work. Even after it's done, it's hard work getting people to watch it. I mean, I still have, like, some of my closest best friends still haven't seen the movie. You know, so it's like, if I can't get my best friends to watch the movie, yeah, how do you get strangers to watch the movie? So I think that that's definitely an area where, you like, you know, you build up these um, expectations that, like, you'll have made it and arrived once you get to that point. Yeah. And then you get to that point and you realize, oh, I built this up to be a 10 out of 10. And it's more like a 5 out of 10 experience. Yeah. This isn't what I thought it was going to be, you know. Yeah. Now, how can you learn from – how have you learned and how can you continue to learn? Because I think no matter what, you can have your past. And we go – the older we get, the more lessons we have in our arsenal. When you're young – um, you're at you're just you have to go through these experiences in order to have this back catalog. Um, but now that you are in the position that you are, what is? Because I think sometimes when our expectations are met and something's really hard and we go through it and there's no reward, no payoff, then we kind of get set back and we kind of stay in neutral or or park and and we don't like we haven't made our next documentary or our next movie or um we've we've talked about these things how can you take what you've learned and apply it and still become 
Spielberg or Damien Chazelle. Or, I mean, you're never going to be that, but you are Ryan Simmons. That's right. I, that's what actually was my joke in college. People would be like, oh, you want to be the next Spielberg? I'm like, no, I want to be the next Ryan Simmons. Yeah. Which was a really cocky, arrogant thing to say, but it was always funny. I think I think that's a true thing to say. I yeah. think when we, I mean, when we say we want to be Spielberg, we put a limit to who we are. And so we are like, because Spielberg directed Jaws at 25. Yeah, well. We're, and- we're not that, you know. And so different directors start at different times in our lives. Yeah. And I think our expectations of what success is can still be determined later on in life. Well, I think everybody has their own journey. Yeah. You know, is, is what you're saying. Yeah. And um and I think, you know, realizing that like we can't we can't be Spielberg because Spielberg's Spielberg. Yeah. Like it's already taken. What is the uh in the Enneagram podcast from Ian somebody, I can't remember his last name, <laughs> but he shame. says uh, I think it was Plato says, um, be yourself because everyone else is taken. Mm. That's how he always ends his podcast, which I like that. Um, so what have I learned? I think um, with all those things, it's realizing um, that it's actually, and I mean, this is what it's like in the back of any like motivational book. So it's not like a, a profound statement to say, but it's profound to actually learn it the hard way. Um but that is to enjoy the journey. Yeah. You know, it's like enjoy the experience. And to a certain degree, if you're not going to enjoy the experience, don't do it. Yeah. You know, like we can waste a lot of our time in our life pursuing things because we have a certain expectation of how it's going to work out. Um, and if it doesn't work out that way and you're going to be upset and feel like you wasted your time, then like don't do it because most likely it's not going to meet your expectations. You know, um, I mean, I'm, a lot of the things that didn't haven't met my expectations doesn't mean that I still don't enjoy them or that they didn't meet them in a in a bad way. It's just that they met them in a different way. Yeah. Or they're they're different than what I expected. Yeah. You know, I think marriage is a great example of that. You know, it's um, it's harder in ways that I didn't than I. It's harder in areas that I didn't think would be hard, and it's easier in other areas where I did think it would be hard. And um, it's just also just different than anything that you really kind of think it will be, even if you can see, even if you have, you know, parents who are really open about how their, you know, like they share about how their marriage goes or they share about their troubles and struggles. And if you have friends who are very open about, you know, their their experience in being married, it's like it's still like until you do it, you don't really realize what it is. So... But that doesn't mean that I don't like being married or yeah. that I wouldn't do it again. Right. Um if I had the choice. It's just it's just completely different than what my eighteen, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen year old self thought. Yeah. You know. Even my twenty five year old self thought when Helen was walking down the aisle. Yeah. You know, so I think you know, I'm sure that would be the same way with having kids. You know, it's just like we really don't know what life's gonna be like until we get there. And so if you don't enjoy the moment that you're in then you're kind of robbing yourself because it's like life is really less about where you're going and more about where you're at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and that's a hard, I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people to actually realize. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, how, how can we navigate through our failed expectations? Um, because I think a lot of times we had always said during the, the documentary, you know, 
we kind of went through like 50 stages of expectations with that movie, yeah, you know, yeah. where we were like, oh, this can be amazing story or this is going to be uh, God's going to use it for something. We don't know what, you know, or yeah. we, we, we had it evolved and it kept growing, but we kept doing it and we kept persevering. And, yeah. um, and then now that's kind of done in a way it's a different expectation now. It's more like a, a Marin, you know, be like, I don't know. It, something could happen with it, yeah. But we have to keep moving on to the next thing. Um, how do we, when something's soul crushing? We we had something happen a couple of weeks ago, and we're still kind of living in the aftermath of that, um, of an expectation that didn't quite meet, yeah, what we wanted and what we needed. Um, how are you navigating through that kind of loss of your hopes in a way? Um, I mean, I think, geez, I don't know. That's a tough question. Uh, I wish I had a really good answer for that. I think, I don't, I, I think to a certain degree, the pressure that people put on themselves to bounce back after unmet expectations, uh, is probably unrealistic. Yeah. Um, I remember, um, uh, what movie or book or something some some book or movie or speaker or somebody i remember said um like don't run from your feelings and emotions about something like embrace them yeah fully so that way then you can like properly let them like kind of do their work through you yeah and then you can be done with them and let go of them um i think they were talking more about like loss you know like i think it was like a a family member loss or something like it, like through grief, like right. let your body grieve, let yeah. your emotions grieve. So I think to a certain degree, like, you know, if you had an, depending on what the expectation is, like if you had an expectation that you would always be a parent and then you find out that you can't have kids, like that's a, that's a much different expectation than, oh, I've always wanted to have a studio space and yeah. then I get one and I realize that it's like a ton of work and a ton of money and a ton of upkeep. Um, you know, that's, Two to- totally different expectations, or oh, I really wanted the Game of Thrones ending to be great, and it sucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, a- uh, you know, that's definitely different than I always wanted to be a mom, and now I can't have kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the it's the dying of dreams, yeah, and our hopes, and I think we, in a way, whether it's a relationship, you know, I really hope I can end up with that person, but then you don't. Yeah, and the loss of rejection and. Um, you know, I think with with our careers, it's the loss of an opportunity to grow, um, whether it's in our passions or our hopes and dreams. Um, the loss of relationship is it's the loss of potential memories, potential growing with someone, connection. Um, the loss of a child is the loss of what could have been of a person. So with each and every loss expectation, and you and I both know someone and people and personally have gone through all those things. Yeah. And I think grieving is so monumentally misunderstood in our culture of go, 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 go. Yeah. That we have lost the art of sitting and being still in your failures and in your loss. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we've lost it. It's bad in our culture at this point to be sad. Yeah. Um, and people 
almost are like, oh, you're sad. I need to cheer you up. And it's like, maybe you just need to be sad. Yeah. You know, I mean, some, some expectations like, you know, are a legitimate bummer, yeah. you know? And, and I mean, I, especially like if you've lost, a, you know, somebody close to you or you've lost the ability to do something that you've always wanted to do and, and you feel, you know, like life's unfair, you know? And so it's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with us wanting to say life isn't fair. Yeah. You know? Um, but, um, but I, I, then I think though that like you embrace those feelings and emotions and, and then at some point you do have to say, all right, I'm going to move on. Yeah. Uh, and not like that you're ever going to, not that you just move on and forget about it. You know, like if, if it's, you know, like I said, definitely like a loss of a family member yeah. or a loss of, of being able to have kids if you've always, I mean, those kind of things are things that are always going to stick with you. Yeah. Um, even even the loss of our film, you know, like the, the expectations that it didn't get on Netflix. Yeah. The other trail, AT trail breaking speed record movie did instead of ours, you know. Uh, well, okay, well, what can we learn from that? Yeah. Uh, you know, and move on from that to to either, to just do better across the board next time, have better expectations to live more in the moment and enjoy what we did. You know, um, you know, to be better educated and informed, yeah. you know, I think, I think some of that, you know, whether we're talking about, if we're talking about careers and that kind of thing, you know, versus like, like I said, like, you know, I've had multiple friends who haven't been able to have kids when they wanted to have kids. And yeah. that's a whole, that's a whole other kind of expectation. Um, but I'd say probably with all of them, I, I feel like I come back to the feeling like you just have to. You have to appreciate the moments that you're in. Yeah. Um, realizing that, like, you really can't. We really, none of us know how things are going to go. Right. Um, and so, you know, I mean, even even if I had been Damien Chazelle, I bet Damien Chazelle is not loving being Damien Chazelle yeah. in some ways right now. Yeah. He I wins mean, an Oscar and everyone hates him. Yeah. Mm. Or he makes La La Land and everybody criticizes him because he yeah. didn't put more African-Americans in the movie yeah. or because he's a white guy saving jazz. And he's like, I just liked jazz music and want yeah. to make a movie about it. Yeah. Why does everybody hate me all of a sudden? You know? So, um, you know, there, you know, Steven Spielberg had a, you know, a bad relationship with his father, um, you know, um, has a, was he married and then divorced or was his? Yeah. 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 He was married and it was really nasty divorce. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, there's some aspects to where Spielberg's life wasn't great, you know? So it's like, I think that's the other part too. You know, we always we always forget that life is a lot more complicated when we start putting expectations into things. Yeah. I I, I like to look at it as um, it's almost like when we talk about doing films, you know, the, the three R's, revenue, relationship, and um, what's the other one? Revenue, relationship, and... Real. Real. Um, and when we say that, we, we look at a project and say, how can this go on our reel, which is something we can show people and we can be proud of? Um, how is it going to bring us revenue? And then how is it going to bring a relationship to us? So with our expectations, you know, the loss of a career or uh, our expectations in life through financial means or something like that, the revenue, um, I think that's more of a character building situation where – we wanted something, we didn't get it, and then we move on, and we grieve that, and we move on. Um, the relationship aspect of losing a loved one, that grief is 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 a part of who you are now. Yeah, you are able to carry it 
but I think that's one thing where we are once again um, really bad at mourning and grieving is that we think that we can just wash our hands of a loss of someone where that's not the reality. The reality is he that that loss is in you and that's okay and that is now a character defining moment and and you'll always remember that person um whether it's brief or a grandpa yeah um and then there is uh i would say the last expectation would be um maybe just life expectations where we kind of those hopes and dreams maybe yeah where the real would kind of fall in the hopes and dreams yeah 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 like where i'm at whether that's (laughs) as as simple as being physically where you are or um uh you know emotionally where you are or different things like that i think um those are good things now that's where i go to the expectations of like pop culture or stuff like that we live in a day and age and i kind of I'm sure this is a real phrase, but I just kind of felt like I came up with it. I call it apathetic rage, where it's this rage about nothing. Yeah. Where so many people are so rage-filled about Star Wars, about <laughs> Game of Thrones, about all these pop culture things. I think there's something dangerous in the apathetic rage and an apathetic almost expectation that um, – those become so ballooned and so big that when things actually matter that we either lump that into the apathetic rage and it's just like just get over it when it's like no you need to like understand that pain or it just gets drowned out by yeah, the noise yeah because like you can look at twitter and see what's trending and it could be like game of thrones game of thrones and then like government conspiracy or you know, World War Three, or yeah, know, yeah, like, the conflict with Iran. More yeah. people are concerned about who yeah, is on the throne of Game of Thrones and the fact that we might go to war with Iran. Exactly, and so I think um, that's why I wanted to talk about expectations because I think there's something human in acknowledging our um, our dreams being lost, acknowledging uh, the ones that we lost along the way. Um, because we, we tend to be, when we ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, that we forget when they're older, what did you want? Yeah. What was it that you lost? That we don't talk about those things. That when yeah. something upsetting happens, we go, oh, I'm sorry, and we walk away, yeah. and we don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I think, um, you know, when you're a kid, you hope that you can get as much of that as you want. Yeah. Um, and people, I want to be this. Oh, cool, good for you. I want to be an astronaut. Okay, cool, you know. Uh as adults, I think we, I think childhood is almost like a journey of building up expectations and dreams yeah. for your future. And adulthood is about learning how to deal with not getting them. Yeah. Um, as a way that um, the Jeff McElroy talks about in Prepared to Last, Jeff and Debbie McElroy, you know, he talks about dating is all about the, is an experience of building up expectations about the person you're going to marry. And being married is learning about how to sacrifice those expectations yeah. and learning to love the person unconditionally that you're with. Yeah. Um, to the point that, you know, like people would even in youth groups sometimes make a list of like, here's the 10 things that I want my spouse to be and have. And I want them to be this kind of person. And then yeah. you marry them and you realize that they're not any of those. And you have to like give those up to God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as oftentimes our conversations go, it's like I think it's easy to forget how much we live in a finite world that's broken. Yeah. But we're beings that were made for inf- infinite 
Yeah. Um, you know, we were made to live for, um, you know, the eternal. for the eternal. Yeah. Yep. And we were supposed to have an, an infinite amount of resources, not a finite amount of resources. And yeah. we were supposed to be able to have these, you know, infinite amount of all of our dreams and hopes sh- were supposed to be able to happen. And then sin comes into the world and ruins everything. And so, you know, it's like now we live in that broken world where everybody was supposed to be able to be parents and now people, you know, can't yeah. have kids. Or yeah. we were supposed to be able to be in a place where we could all live our our passion career type dreams, you know, and whether that's, you know, you know, writing books or making movies or being president of the United States or whatever, whatever yeah. you want to be, you know, principal of a, of a high school, you know, um, and maybe a really good farmer in Illinois. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe, maybe that's somebody's, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but uh, the then realizing though that like, because we live in a finite world, like most of us aren't going to get that. Yeah. You know? And I think that's kind of where we talked before about, you know, advice to recent college grads. Kind of goes back to that again, you know, and it, and it's it's a sucky part about life. Yeah. I mean, you know, but at the same hand, it's it's the part that God's been telling us about from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the Bible, it's just full of stories of, like, God being like, hey, the world's broken. Yeah. You guys broke it, but it is broken. Yeah. So just so you know, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Don't expect more out of it. Because this is what it is. Moses yeah. never gets to the promised land. And, yeah. Yeah. David doesn't get to build the the um the um the temple. The temple. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, I mean there's just tons and tons of stuff. Yeah. You know, all the apostles pretty much got uh murdered. Yeah. Uh you know, were became martyrs or were, you know, you know, John was thrown on an island and left there to die. You know, I mean it's like all these people, like none of them had, you know, these like life didn't meet their expectations. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I used to tell my dad different times when, when I was younger, still building all those hopes and dreams and he was older and probably learning to have to sacrifice them as he got older. You know, I was like, well, that's the whole point of heaven, right? Is that like, we'll get to do all the stuff in heaven that we didn't get to do here, Mm. you know? So maybe I'll never be Steven Spielberg and on earth, but maybe I'll get to be not actually peace, but maybe I'll get to be able to make movies in heaven the way that I always wanted to make them here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've always wanted to learn how to fly. Maybe I'll never learn how to fly on this planet, but maybe I'll get to learn how to fly on the other side of heaven, you know? So there's things like that where it's like, that's one of my favorite parts of Narnia yeah. is that like, it's a, at the end, they're like, talk about how it, it was just Narnia. Yeah. Like heaven was just Narnia. Just everything that was broken was fixed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so it's like all these things that we always wanted to do, we finally get to do them for the rest of eternity. Yeah. And that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. You know, so I think I think that's another part of expectations when you think about the bigger picture expectations, not movies and TV shows. But, you know, like if we live in a finite world, which means that regularly we're going to find that we don't get what we want because there's just not enough to go around. Well, eventually we're going to go live in a place where things aren't finite. Yeah. And we'll have all the rest of time yeah. to do anything that we've ever wanted to do. Um and we'll be able to ask God to help us with it. So, I mean, yeah. how much better can you get than that, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think that's so important with that mindset is also understanding that helps us with the now. Um, I heard Timothy Keller talk about that everything that's given to us is on loan except for grace. You know, grace is the one thing that is truly given fully to us and that we can accept. But everything else, my relationship, my career, my health— um, it's all on loan. 
it's yeah. eventually going to be taken out. away. Yeah. yeah. And so when we realize that, we can look at that and say, what do we have now that we can do to the best of our ability? And I think that's one thing I really admire about you is as, as hard as you have tried to become something bigger, you know, it is kind of that it's a wonderful life story. Oh, where thanks. the whole point is George Bailey wanted to travel the world, but he consistently had to do the thing he never wanted. He never wanted to run his father's business. He never wanted to stay home. You know, his younger brother was supposed to come back, and he was supposed to go off to college. And um, it was just consistently doing the right thing as much as it was awful and terrible and hard. And so then it wasn't until the end that we saw that, you know, the sacrifice paid off, but that's not how real life goes all the time. Is right. we don't we don't have that moment. You know, we are consistently in the George Bailey before he tries to kill himself stage. Yeah, right. But um, but I think that's what's amazing about you is, I mean, we're sitting in a studio that, I mean, you help create and make and mold and um, your relationship. Like like I said before, you were instrumental in my understanding of what relationships look like and what uh, marriage can look like. Um, and I think that's kind of one of the main reasons that Allie and I are the way we are. It's because of you. Um, and you were able to do the things that you wanted to do, and they might not have been as romantic as we had previously hoped and thought, but we still have tomorrow I mean, we have today, and we can continue to make stuff. And like I said, our expectations and dreams change from let's be the next Spielberg and the next Damien Giselle to I mean, we need to be Ryan, and Ryan looks like a content creator. Yeah. And that's what we've talked about, and um, we don't know what 10 years is going to look like. Heck, 10 years ago <laughs> was very, very different than it is now, you yeah. know. And we can only hope that the things that we have on loan, that at the end of the day, at the end of life, that we can go before God and say, this is what I have surrendered, this is what I gave up, but this is what I was able to do for you. Yeah. And, um, and I think for a lot of people, I that's one of the reasons, also once again, I wanted to talk about expectations, is I think it's very easy to just give up or to be in a depressed mood when the things we thought didn't come to pass, but we really do need to look at the beautiful things that we do have and that is still being made and still becoming, um, you know, we don't look at a kid who can't walk and be like, Oh, I thought he'd be walking by now. I mean, that kid will eventually walk. Yeah, will grow. You know, that's the whole point of growing. We're human. We're continually becoming who we are ultimately supposed to be. And um, so I, I want to encourage you in that. Oh, and thanks, man. No, ma no matter what. And for anyone who's listening, I think uh, we live, like I said, we live in a day and age where we are rage-filled because we don't have what we want now. And yeah. it's okay to have expectations not met it's okay to grieve it but it's also okay to get back up and keep doing what you want truly and desire yeah i mean at the end yeah. of the day it's going to look different than what you what yeah. you think well i, I first of all want to go back and just say thanks for saying all that nice stuff about me i appreciate that um and i know that you love that movie 
So you calling me George Bailey is a very big compliment coming Huge from compliment. you. Huge compliment. One uh, of the top five movies. One of your favorite movies, I know. So, um, uh, yeah, I think I think that I agree with everything you said, and I I think that's where it comes back to, um, you know, when you said like, what do you, what's the best way to then deal with, what what do you what have I learned from being, uh, you know, not not that I'm I'm not. 87 or whatever we said earlier but um turning 35 this year so what what i learned from 22 to 35 i know i know exactly todd just rolled his eyes uh and some of those expectations not being what i you know not being met the way that i thought they would be you know I, as i think again i come back to you know for me personally it looks like just trying to do a better job enjoying um the journey yeah uh, and enjoying what I have. And like you said, I, I love that Timothy Keller, you know, thing like everything's on loan. Yeah. And so it's if my whole, you know, if I think about Helen and I have my whole marriage is me trying to find some way for our marriage to meet the expectations that I had as a kid yeah. about how I wanted my life and marriage to look like, as opposed to just enjoying the journey that I have with my wife, there's going to come a day where one of us isn't going to be here anymore. Yeah. And, and that loan that, you know, like you're kind of saying, like the loan that God gave us, he's going to, he's going to call on that loan and take it back. And so it's like, you know, you have to, you have to enjoy what you have while you have it. Yeah. And realize that like, did it meet your expectations? No, but does that mean that it's not still good and that you still didn't enjoy it? You know, like, I mean, our documentary definitely didn't meet our expectations as far as what we thought would happen once it was all done. It didn't even meet our expectations while we were there yeah. filming it. I mean, we we all thought Drew was going to beat the record. We all thought it wasn't going to cost us a ton of money. We yeah. all thought we'd be back in a month. We all, you know, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that we thought was going to happen and none of it did. And the movie is really about expectations to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, you know, Drew had his own expectations. He thought he would raise $100,000. He thought he would immediately travel over to Uganda. It took him two years later to go to Uganda. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, even when he was over there, he thought certain things would happen and that he'd be able to have a certain kind of impact and he didn't. Yeah. And other things, he was able to have impact in other ways, but not in maybe the ones that he originally thought. And and that's, you know, but it's like throughout all that, it's like one, like God was still in control. And as long as we were being faithful to him, then like we have nothing to apologize for when we see him one day in heaven. Yeah. And then two, it's like, well, as long as we, in, as long as God's happy and then we can be happy with it and be content with whatever happens. Um, I mean, in some of our best moments in our friendship happened while we were sitting on the trail waiting for Drew. Yeah. And there was definitely some moments where we wanted to kill each other. <laughs> but I mean, even those moments yeah. to a certain degree are then what strengthen your friendship or your relationship later, you know, and I'm, I'm super glad that Helen was able to go with me on that and be yeah. a part of that. Um, I'm glad that we did it. I mean, I would do it again, yeah. even though it costs a lot of money. Um, so I think, I think that's part of it too. It's like going, you know, going all the way back to game of Thrones. Did it meet our, my expectations for how the finale would go? No, not at all. Right. Uh, but did I still enjoy watching it? Yeah. Did I look forward to Sundays? Am I bummed that it's over? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that's like if you're bummed that the show's over. Yeah. Or you're bummed that like I'm bummed that they're not going to make any more Star Wars movies even though I like hating on them. Yeah. You know, like when they're like we're going to take a break. I'm like, "No, no, no, don't take a break. <laughs> Keep making them." Yeah. I'll go. I'll still pay you. I'll pay you 12 bucks to see yeah. it. You know, uh it's like sure, we all want to rage about how we're unhappy. Yeah. And yet then we still go 
and experience it even though we supposedly aren't happy with it yeah you know and i think that's the part where it's like you know um it's easy to take for granted what you got yeah because you're wanting something else so badly yeah that you forget like how good what you have is yeah i think i think that's the beautiful thing about the stories that we truly love is the only person who fully knew what to expect was jesus you know even his disciples thought that he would be a king you know everyone thought that and that's why when he was crucified he had told them over and over yeah <laughs> i'm gonna die Gosh. you know and they were like what you know when it happened like, okay whatever yeah but it is these Guy, um brand the broken is gonna end up on the throne <laughs> no he's not you're gonna be on the throne we but all like, know e- it even lord rings think about that like frodo didn't fully think that he would never be able to fully return to the shire yeah you know they thought oh we'll just take the ring and it will be dangerous, but we'll come back. And so I think the stories that we love the most are the ones that, that have that, that bit of reality where when you go and do fantastical, amazing adventures, it's going to be really hard, and you're not going to be able to return who you were. Yeah. And that's what life is. We're never going to be the children that dreamed again. We are going to be the person that, is deeply wounded by a broken world, but goes to a place where we can heal. You know, all that has was broken is made whole. So, yeah, the losing of a family member, a loved one, will be reunited, or yeah. that will be healed. The loss of dreams, of hopes, and expectations may change. You know, we will have thrown that ring into the shy. We did what we were called to do. It just looked different than what we had hoped and yeah. thought. And I think to kind of wrap this up to say is, you know, if your expectation was not met today, it's okay because it's going to change and it's going to be different. And I'm sure the stories from World War Two when they were living them, it's very different than how we portray them now. Um, I'm sure there were days where, like, we were on the trail where we just they just sat around <laughs> all day, you know. But they're considered quote unquote the greatest generation. And there's going to be a lot of moments that are boring. It's going to be moments that are heartbreaking. They're going to be moments that are joy filled. But the reality is, this is the story of your life, and story of my life <laughs> it's a story of my life um but yeah that's i i i think just the hold on to hope and that to realize what are good expectations and what are apathetic and useless expectations that there's gonna be stories that are just as good as game of thrones that come out you know there's gonna be things we're gonna have new things and that's okay um but yeah, I, I don't really know other than the hope of heaven is something beautiful and that as humans, I think that's just what we are is we are continually not meeting maybe what we hope and expect because we don't know what the end looks like. And um, yeah, I mean, and I, I think again, it's just, you know, enjoying where you're at is so important. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's that whole shoot for the stars if you miss, 
you at least land on the moon kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and I, and it's a cheesy saying, and it's annoying when people say it after you shot for the stars <laughs> and you don't get it. Um, but, I mean, it's like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, when you're asking, you know, stuff that I had expectations for and they didn't meet them. Um, you know, for me, it's just been learning to be, um, to really enjoy and celebrate and be happy about the things that they did meet. Yeah. You know, um, and realizing that like, well, nothing's really ever going to meet all of our expectations because that's not how life works. Yeah. Um, and so, and like, even if it did meet all your expectations, there'd be things that you didn't know that came with it that you wouldn't like. Yeah. That would take away some of the, the luster and the excitement or the, or the, that sense of accomplishment that you got from checking everything off your list, you know? Um, and so just kind of learning to just really enjoy the moon that you land on and not be so busy staring at the stars that you forget to pay attention to the fact that you're on the moon. Um, you know, and whatever that is like, you know, I mean, if it's like, you know, well, I always wanted to be, you know, a filmmaker in LA walking the red carpet. Well, you got to make a documentary. Yeah. And travel around the East Coast. Walk on a lot of red carpets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and got to go around to film festivals. You know, yeah. that's something, uh, you know, um, um, you know, I always wanted to have a big family and, and okay, well, instead you have a small family, but you still have two kids, you yeah. know, and even if you didn't have five, like you wanted, or I always, I always wanted, you know, to be in the advertising agency in New York. Well, yeah. uh, are you getting to do what you like at somewhere else? Yeah. And make pay your bills? Yeah. You know, at least you're not having to do something you don't like to pay your bills. Yeah. You know, so it's like I, I feel like sometimes it's just appreciating what you have. Yeah. Um, even if it isn't what you wanted. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, life is beautiful from the moment that we're able to wake up and breathe and – even if it is just normal, mundane, everyday life, like that is so beautiful because yeah. there are people who don't have the mundane. Who don't have the mundane. They're fearful, you know. Yeah. Or their they're... life is in total chaos for things yeah. that they can't control. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, life could be so much worse. Yeah. Uh, for pretty much anybody who's listening to this podcast, your life is better than the majority of the people on this planet. So, yeah. um, you know, and not that that doesn't mean that the not getting your expectations doesn't suck yeah it does yeah and but, it still matters yeah and it, yeah and i don't yeah. wanna, i'm not definitely not belittling that um but i'm be, i'm belittling if like your whole year is ruined because of a tv show but yeah um but you know i think and i think some of that frustration over the shows comes out of the fact that we're somewhat of a generation where you know the millennial generation was so encouraged to believe heavily in their expectations yeah and then we came out of college and entered the workforce during one of the more worst times yeah. since probably like World War II. Yeah. Um, and so it's like a lot of people's expectations haven't been met in a very big way. You yeah. know, they, they're still renting. They don't feel like they have enough money to have kids. They, you know, like their lives don't look like their parents or even their older siblings yeah. because of the fact that like, you know, a lot of the things that teachers and guidance counselors and college professors and parents and coaches told them to believe about life hasn't come true. Um, And so then they're frustrated when their one thing that they use to kind of like get them through the week, Game of Thrones or Star Wars or whatever, fill in the blank, 
whatever pop cultural thing that we do to to kind of you know numb our our pain yeah then doesn't live up to our expectations too it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back you know where you're like are you kidding even yeah. game of thrones yeah can't give me what i want yeah nothing in life is giving me what i want you know yeah. and i feel like that's a little bit more about it you know um but if you're really like that rage filled about it not just like i mean we criticized obviously in game on last week's podcast so obviously if you just have like critiques that you want to share that's right. one thing but if you're getting really passionate about it like some of these people have that's where I'm like, what else is going on with you? Yeah. You know, that like maybe there's other areas in your life that you need to really kind of like come to terms with, yeah. accept, and even to a certain degree kind of forgive yourself for whatever you feel like you did to contribute to where you're at. Yeah. Um, and kind of say, hey, you know, like, all right, I didn't meet I didn't meet these expectations and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop being angry at myself because I have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think those are the opportunities to if if you can see what character development looks like, if you can see um, these things that you're critiquing, then you have tools now to make your own thing, to make something amazing. Like out of kind of the ashes of our failed expectations, um, whether it's especially through entertainment and stuff like that, I think that should give us the boost to make something of our own. And that's kind of where... Yeah, like forgive the things in your life that has led you down this road, grieve them, acknowledge them, but then also create something beautiful out of it. So I don't know. I think which is the hero's journey. That's the hero's journey, exactly. So um, you well, leave thinking one way, bad stuff happens, and you come back thinking a different way. That's right. Well, I appreciate you indulging me in this conversation. I uh, It's just been on my mind a lot, expectations and just seeing. Um, I, I think it's so easy to become wrapped up in where we are now that we don't have the patience to see how marvelous our journeys are. Yeah. I mean, I just talking with my parents and, like, the things that they experience – to me, it's like, wow, like this is so interesting. But to them, it's like, oh, that was just life. Yeah. And yeah. So what about you? Have you, um, that you can end the podcast right before I ask this question if you want to, or you can keep it going. Yeah. Keep it going. For another 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, are you where you thought you'd be? Yeah. It's definitely very different. I mean, when I was younger, I wanted to be a stand up comedian, you know, I yeah. wanted to be on SNL. And yep. I think, uh, I'm far from that. And I think I am better. I mean, for you that. haven't been on SNL yet that I know of. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, but- I go, I go on the SNL, and there's a guest <laughs> guest time when you've been on there. You hosted it, and I had no idea. I never told you. Yeah, you yeah. just said you were going to be out of town for a wedding. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Just on SNL. Yeah, I made my NBC nightly. You know, I was on Fallon and all that. So, um, no, I I think um, the beauty of being on the trail. <laughs> of having your expectations just crushed and also realizing that at the end of the day, we are a vessel for what God wants yeah, and that God can make beautiful things out of what we think is trash. Um, I mean, he used murderers. He's used criminals to become instrumental in the gospel. He's used the least of us. Um, and in a way, that's what the stories we love, like how Game of Thrones ended and how Lord of the Rings ended. It's, uh, you know, Tolkien himself talks about how Sam is the hero of Lord of the Rings, uh, how the story is more about him than even Frodo and the Ring and Aragorn and everyone else. And um, he was literally the gardener 
you know, he was the yeah. help in a way. And to be able to have the story written about us when we are so small and so invisible, it seems like, is a really beautiful thing to me. Um, and so my life, I think I have been able through surrendering what I might have deepestly wanted or uh, that's a weird way of phrasing that the things I most wanted turned out to be the things that probably would not have been good for me. And now God has allowed me to use my abilities to communicate and think and empathize with people to create a book and another book's coming out and it's affected people in ways I never thought, you know, getting messages of people talking that they wanted to kill themselves or, um, but because of words that God gave me and spoke through me, I was able to help them. I think is something that I can never, I would never have expected. I just want to make people laugh, but he had something deeper in mind for me. I think when, we do have I think when our expectations are selfish that God's going to break those and take those from us and oftentimes our expectations are selfish like why did I want to be a stand up for me why did you want to be Damien Chazelle yeah you know there is a little bit of that recognition oh for sure you know yeah. but like God still allowed you to create something yeah and uh, and we just didn't get the recognition for it yeah the way that we thought and so right. I think he take when we are willing to say, Lord, take the recognition off of us, but still allow us to make something. He's like, okay, so I'm going to help you make this studio. It's not going to be in LA. It's going to be in Rome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you create something. It's not going to be an amazing movie. It's going to be a shock commercial or something like that. Or, uh, you know, the little things. And, and when we are faithful in those little things that, he he brings us to big things and um and so i think we just have to look and see and and reflect and for me it was um i wanted to be known and loved i wanted to be able to help and see people do that and he has allowed those things to happen um i'm surrounded by great friends who know me and love me I have a wife who knows me and loves me. Um, when I have had a history of a rejection with people that I loved, you know this. Um, and just being grateful for where I am and where I'm going and having the wisdom to be like, almost like Sam, where it's wherever Frodo goes, I will follow, you know? Yeah. In a way, you're you're my Frodo. <laughs> Which is but. not good for me. <laughs> no, you're going to be screwed, man. Yeah, getting, that finger, bad. you better appreciate it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Lewis, the Lewis is like Gollum. Uh, <laughs> no, we love you, Lewis. It's uh, probably Lucky. Lucky's the Gollum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, Betrayed uh, by my best friend. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, yeah. the, the wrap it up is, yeah, I my expectations were self-centered and um, I've had a lot of hurt. I've had moments of, of weeping in a car. I've had moments of completely gut punched. I've had moments where I did not know how I was going to pay the rent and uh, overdraft fees. And yeah. Um, and it just feels like the world's knocking you down. 
but when you ultimately surrender and look back, it's character development and life development. And um, I am, I am, as they say in Great Expectations, the book, which is funny. Um, she says at the end of it, I have been bent and shaped and broken, but hopefully into. I it's I have been bent and broken, but hopefully into a better shape. And I think that is what all of us in life are. If we can acknowledge that our expectation should be of that of the Heavenly Father, that Peter and Mark and Matthew and all those that were in the Bible can stand before the Lord and say, I was bent and broken, but hopefully into a better shape. Yeah. Um, I think that's just wonderful. Yeah. I like I like your if my takeaway from my experience is you know, enjoy the journey and and live in the moment. I like that the takeaway I get from listening to you is is um that uh oftentimes we have to surrender our expectations so that way God can provide his plan. Yeah. And God can God can use us the way that he wants to use yeah. us. And to a certain degree, we have to let go of our own expectations first yeah. before he can do something that he wants to do. Yeah. Um, uh, and that definitely was the case with the trail. I mean, that's yeah. also a part of that story, you know, is that, um, uh, you know, to me, I was like, and I, mean, I think it's the case for all of us, but, you know, it was like, Drew set out to do something for orphans in Africa, which I mean is like, how could you say that's a bad thing? Right. right? I mean, anybody would be like, oh, children, yeah, who are orphans, needing help. Why would that not be a worthy cause? But I mean, I think one big takeaway I had from watching Drew throughout that whole journey is that um, God wasn't wanting Drew to do that for the sake of the orphans. Right. God was wanting Drew to do that for the sake of Drew. Yeah. And as much as God cares about those orphans, God cared about Drew and he wanted like, I think our entire life journey, as much as we try to either make it, um, about other things, um, even, even good things that we might want to do. Um, like I don't think God actually really cares about any of that stuff. What God really cares about in our life is us. Yeah. Uh, is about, you know, he cares about me in my life. God cares about, my relationship with him. Yeah. You know? He he cares about his perfection through us. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a love pursuit between him and I. Yeah. Or, you know, and 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 him constantly trying to to win me more over. Yeah. Um and at the end of my life, I think God will be most satisfied when I am just as as uh uh John Piper talks about like God will be most satisfied when I'm most satisfied in him. Yeah. You know, yeah. that like at the end of the day, I, I really don't think, I don't think God cares if I go and make, uh, a, do, uh, you know, a million documentaries talking yeah. about the gospel. Yeah. Um, I think what God really cares about is that at the end of my life, I understand the gospel, Yeah, you know, and I understand my relationship with him yeah. and that when, and that I'm madly in love with him and that I care about him. And, you know, it's like, I think, I think he's pursuing me in my life. He's pursuing you in your life. He's yeah. pursuing Allie in her life, Helen in her life. You know, it's like all the other stuff that we do is God's way of of bringing us closer to him. Yeah. You know, um, and I think a lot of times we see what we do as what our life is about. Yeah. When I think in God's eyes, our life is really about our relationship with him. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if not getting us our expectations means that that draws us closer to him, then like to him, that's a win. Yeah. You know? Oh, so you guys realize that like life isn't about being Spielberg. It's not about being on SNL. It's not about being a parent of four kids. Life is really about being like my child and being loved by me and me loving you and you loving me and, and our relationship. Cool. You got it. You got the whole point of this whole experience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if, once again, back to It's a Wonderful Life, we saw George Bailey affected people. And so it's it. we are going to affect, our lives are going to affect people no matter what. And when we are so in tune and in sync with the love of Christ, then that love is going to affect people. Yeah. And so, like, you know, people do, I, I love what you said, is, yeah, at the end of the day, it is our relationship with him. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people... It's it's a uh, it's every person is individualized in our walk with Christ. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's something that you are going to have to experience, and it might be through your expectations. It might be through loss. It might be through uh, gaining something. I don't know. It might be through Game of Thrones. <laughs> it might um, but so. yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I watched Drew, I think that was just you know. I mean, yeah. sure, the orphans definitely were impacted. They did go over there for two years and serve. Other people were impacted. I mean, I think God uses other people. Yeah. And, like, you know, I mean, God uses Helen in my life to draw me closer to God. Absolutely. But I don't think that's God's original. And, like, I don't think that's his purpose for Helen. Right. His purpose for Helen is for her to fall more madly in love with him. Yeah. And if a byproduct by that is that I learned through Helen how to fall more madly yeah. in love with God. Great. Yeah. That's a secondary benefit of what he's doing in Helen's life. Yeah. Um, there's actually a, when Peter is on the beach after uh, they bring the boat in with fish after Jesus has been crucified and risen again, um, Peter, Jesus is basically telling him like, hey, I want to build the church on you. Mm-hmm. And they're having that moment where you know, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. You yeah. Know? Um, and then Peter points over at John and is like, well, what about him? And Jesus is like, don't worry about him. Yeah. I'm not talking to you about him. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Yeah. Like me and him, we'll do our own thing. <laughs> yeah. This is about me and you. Yeah. And I feel like that's really what it all comes down to, you know, is that like all of our expectations and our hopes and our dreams and everything that we want to accomplish with our life and what we think would be the perfect awesome great life that we could die with a smile on our face god doesn't care about any of that right what he cares about is that when we die and we see him we have this perfect wonderful smile on our face yeah. and if we have to have a horrible life that to get us to that point then like god's going to do that yeah you know yeah and it's definitely interesting in this day and age of of mental health and and helping um if anything a lot of that is to bring us clearer understanding of who god is in us you know um it's good to be in a healthy place mentally just as it is good to be physically in a healthy place. But ultimately everything we do should strive to be closer to Christ. Yeah. You know, I, I, I need to have a better understanding of who I am, not for the sake of who I am, but for the sake that I am a child of God. And that brings my relationship closer to just as I must have a love for myself in order to love Allie um, it's not a selfish love. It's a healthy love. I need to eat better. I need to not 
just run myself into the ground, you know. Um, and so I think that's how it ultimately is, is personal relationship yep. in order to be healthy with others. And so, yeah, like we are in a day and age where everything matters all the time. Yeah. What about over here? What about, I mean, literally every day there's something to be raged against. Yeah. And it's like, Work with yourself. Yeah. Mr. Rogers talked about that yeah. all the time. Is if we want to change the world, it has to start with us. Yeah. Well, it wasn't with, who was the person that said, be the change you want to see in the world? I think that's Gandhi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's 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 true. Yeah. We, it is. We I mean, are the, everybody did that. Yeah. If we all stopped, I mean, obviously the Bible talks about it again. You know, don't worry about the plank. Don't worry about the speck, speck of in dust your in your, yeah, yeah. Worry about the plank in your own eye. You know, it's, um. I think a lot of that, you know, all all of that is um, so true, yeah. you know. Um, if so. we can wrestle with our own things, we can be more empathetic with other people's struggles. Yeah. And so, yeah, it really comes back to, yeah. So, anyways, deep thoughts. Yeah, uh, way deeper than Game of Thrones. Way, way deeper, but... Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed listening to us. Uh, please like and subscribe. Write a, a, a nice little review on our iTunes page. That'd be great. Um, but for everyone here at QT with RT, I'm Todd. And I'm Ryan. We'll see you next time. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.